one. The national champion is clad in and big on. orange. Alabama does it. National championship number 18. 13 in all. Absolute perfection. 20 Sports Radio Hour, a visit with Drake Holly and friends talking about the magical world of sports in Middle Tennessee. And welcome into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. Happy Manic Monday to you. It is November 20th, the Monday prior to Turkey Day where we all start counting calories and or quit counting calories. No, no, that, that's time to start counting, right? No, you quit. Oh, oh, oh. So, yeah, you okay. quit all counting right. calories because you're going to have well, way you too know many. What? <laughs> it's just a great time to be with your family and friends and uh just be thankful for uh, all the things that we have as Americans as we look around the world and see the utter uh just struggle um, of our fellow man and, and, and just humanity in general. It's just, it's very disheartening to see each other uh, and see mankind just at each other's throats um, in this day and age. It's, it's kind of hard to understand, but I don't want to get too philosophical and well, or, we just or got, political you know, on this show, which we don't. Just a few minutes outside of the United States to figure out what we really have here. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, and I've, I, I've, I've taken a few trips outside on mission trips and stuff, and I that's one of the, the biggest impacts I come back with every time yeah. is just how good we have it here, and I, I wish we recognized that more than we do. Absolutely. And I think we all, we all should, uh, with the holidays so close and, and we're, we're approaching the holidays like we are. We just should make more of an effort to be kinder and gentler to each other. Um, uh, not only this time of year, but all year round yeah. would be would help out. And I tell you who wasn't kind this weekend, and it was the <laughs> Jacksonville Jaguars. Speaking as, of being unkind. <laughs> as they came off a 34-3 to embarrassing loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Of course, the 49ers had lost three straight. And you know, for a good football team to lose three straight is, uh, uh, you know, is not a good thing. And then you get healthy, and then you got to play that team that lost three straight, like Jacksonville did. 49ers came in and uh, and put it all over Jacksonville, embarrassed them pretty much in an afternoon showing of the NFL last weekend. And so here come the Titans rolling into Jacksonville this weekend. And uh, one hand tied behind their back, you know, banged up <laughs> offensive line and a rookie quarterback. And, uh, you know, it just it was not not a good recipe for the Titans. As it turns out, Jacksonville won 34 to 14. It was never close. It was never a ball game. Uh, the Titans are now three and seven. Jacksonville seven and three. And I know, Coach, that Dolly Parton was honored, and she sang. I saw her singing "Rocky Top" in Knoxville this week, and I assume she sang the national anthem too. I don't know. I don't 
believe so. D- didn't okay well she, i saw her singing rocky top yeah well she's got another song that is just right for this this occasion as we get close to the the holidays like i said so can you cue this up for all our titans fans going into the holidays if you guys just pay attention dolly's got a little message for you Just Okay, there you have it, uh, Miss Dolly Parton. She is an icon here in the state of Tennessee, and um, she was in Knoxville on Saturday, and we'll talk about that in the second segment. But right now, and the, the Titans just can't let it get you down. That's, I mean, we, I, we, I get we're, it. we're having we're, again. And I'm not having, worried about for the, the second year in a row. We're having one of those years. Look, I'm not worried about the Titans, coach. I'm worried about I'm worried about the the fan base. You know, these these players that get paid millions of dollars a year to play football, they're going to be just fine. Miss Strunk, who's building a $3 billion new home to put her team in, and she no telling how many billions she has in the bank already, they're going to be just fine. I'm worried about the fan base that puts their heart and soul into supporting the Titans, buying their merchandise, going to their games, watching them on TV, whatever it is. I'm worried about those people. And I wonder how thankful Amy Adams Strunk is for having that fan base be as loyal as they are the Titans because the Titans stink. And I'm just going to put it out that way. And I tell you what, you got any any of you all got a, a problem with what I'm saying? Then you can call the station right here, and I believe it's nine three one six two six thirty one thirty one. I said yeah, that's our station manager. That's right. And you can call Clayton Harris, and he'll get he'll get me on the telephone. But I'm telling yeah. you, the Titans stink. Their coaching staff stinks. Their offensive coordinator stinks. When you are you when you're coming out of timeouts and you're using timeouts because you're getting the darn play in too late to your rookie quarterback, and you got multi-million dollar uh, linebackers like Harold Landry III that are that are taking the oldest trick in the book, the hard count to jump off sides when it's fourth and two or third and two or whatever the hell it was. It's embarrassing, people. It's embarrassing to the Titans fan base, and Coach Mike Vrabel should be embarrassed. The Titans players should be embarrassed. I'll tell you who should be embarrassed. Amani Hooker, Roger McCrary, Elijah Molden, Christian Fulton, Trey Avery. I can't believe those defensive backs actually take a check and go and cash it at the bank the way they play football, the way they play in the defensive backfield. Now, I'm a, I, I, I mean, would, I I'm would mad try to argue it. with you, but I don't have much of one. Well, I'm mad about it. You know, I, I, yeah. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm mad as hell, and I'm not yeah. going to take this anymore. And I've got, a, I got a voice on this radio show, on in the afternoon on Monday, Thursdays, and Fridays. And when I sit there and make a plan with my family, my wife, whatever it is, my dog, 
My dog won't even watch the, watch the damn Titans play. <laughs> Carl goes in another room and cuts it on uh, Kitty Cat TV or something. I can't. I don't know whatever channel he watches. But I'm going to tell you, it's ridiculous for for Titans fans to put as much effort as they do and support the Titans in all the ways that they do, and then for the Titans go out on a field. And play like they do. Now, I know I know Jacksonville. I get it. Jacksonville's a great team. Jacksonville's going to win the AFC South. Jacksonville's about the only other team in the uh, AFC that can compete with uh, Darlene Con- – I mean um, – Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs. I'm just going to tell you, folks. So, uh, you know, but I'm just going to – you know, let me ask you this. Do you all know who Jack Gibbons is? Do you know who, you know who Aziz Shair is? Do you know who Arden Key is? Well, you know who Harold Landry is. Those yeah. are four of our. Those are four of our linebackers. And the reason, if you're a Titans fan and you hadn't heard of a couple of those guys, that's because they don't ever make a damn play. But they cash those million dollar checks, don't they? It's sickening to me. Thirty-four to fourteen. Never in the ball game. Will Levis, 13 of 17, 76% completion rate, Coach. Hmm. 158 yards, two TDs, didn't throw an interception. Get this. Well, he's finding himself in the same jam-up that we've had for a long time in that he's, you know, the running game's not working and he's got one viable receiver right now. Derrick Henry, 10 carries, 38 yards, no TDs. You know, I mean, (laughs) come on. I mean, you know, you're a professional organization playing a professional sport, and you're putting what is just, as a fan, hard to watch on TV. It's hard to watch that crap. I mean, I don't, do you, I, again, I wish I had an argument for you, but it it was it was hard. It, this was the in this weekend to me was. You know, other weekends and stuff, I've seen the breaks go against us. We've seen some bad decisions. This time, this was the most undisciplined performance all around this team that I've ever, that I can remember. I mean, Uh, you know. know, Every time we had a third down, you know, the defense was playing relatively well except on third down. And then we would get a stop on third down, except we'd have an interference call. We'd have a holding call. Or, Harold, or we'd jump or, off. Or you know, Harold Landry the third jumping off sides on a hard jump, count. Where we jump off sides. You know, we would always do something to extend. You had a, a situation where, uh, uh, you know, the quarterback gets outside, and one of the first things you tell a high school defensive back is you stay on your receiver until the quarterback crosses the line of scrimmage, and then he comes up. You, know, you have a defensive back, a, <laughs> a a veteran defensive back, come off of his receiver to come up and, and to play uh, play the quarterback, and they just dumps it over his and head it, and into I, a. You know, I think it was a touchdown play on that one. Uh, you know, or you have your outside re- your outside rushers. 
first job is do not let the quarterback outside of you. Do not let the quarterback outside of you. you. And, and first thing they do is they duck up inside and the quarterback goes outside. I was not it's, born with enough fingers and toes to count the number of times yesterday that our ends, our defensive ends and linebackers got pinched in and watched and watched Jacksonville, including their quarterback, run for a couple of touchdowns uh, and just make first downs or make a lot of yardage around on, the ends because we because we can't contain the ends on high school level errors, and, and, and you know that that just that looks like a, just a lack of effort in my opinion, my opinion, coach. It looks like a lack of effort on the behalf of our defensive ends and our linebackers to to not hold that containment on the outside. I don't know that I would ever call it a lack of effort, but it was a, a, a severe lack of discipline. Well, if it's not a, a lack severe, of effort, then they need to quit. Lack of if it's not a lack of effort, they need to quit playing professional football. So, uh, there you, know, you just, go. You know, I mean, they, you know, they're in a professional setting getting paid to play and they look like they've never played defense before. And that includes the whole defensive backfield. That Avery, Fulton, Molden, McCrary, and Hooker. They look like a bunch of drunk hookers out there trying to cover somebody. I don't think we realize just how much of a glue, how, how strong Bayard was back there for us. Well, and, and there you go. And we're getting rid well, – as bad as we looked yesterday in the defensive backfield, and we're getting – and, and uh, I don't know, what do you call it? But uh, <laughs> the greatest idea in the world is to get rid of <laughs> Kevin Byard. <laughs> you, know, you know, Jesus. And Terrell Edmonds is hurt right now. So the guy that we got yeah. in, in, in place of him. Every, every decision the Titans seem to make seems to blow up in their faces right now. So, Well, okay. Next Sunday they've got Carolina. So Bryce Young and one win Carolina, I think they, think they have one win, is coming to town after Dallas thumped them in Carolina yesterday, 33-10. to 10. It's going to be a noon kickoff this coming Sunday. Um, Buffalo Bills, they woke up. Uh, they were at 500. Now they're a little over at 6-5. They beat the New York Jets 32-6. to six. Um, Cleveland behind, behind Dorian Thompson-Robinson out of UCLA yesterday uh, outlasted Pittsburgh 13-10. to 10. And I tell you what, Najee Harris has come out in the press and said, I am sick and tired of this poop emoji. (laughs) Insert, 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 insert poop emoji. I mean, you know, he is tired. He's, and basically he's tired of what, of what, of what the Tennessee Titans fans are tired of. And that is probably making stupid mistakes, mental errors. I mean, they got beat 13-10. I didn't watch the game. But Najee Harris has been through a lot in his life. He's homeless. He's living in a car with his mom. I mean, it, I mean, there's a, it, it, it's an unreal story. He's, he's an overachiever, and he feels as though the Pittsburgh Steelers are underachieving right now. And just as I feel as though the Tennessee Titans, and I, I'm probably not alone, are underachieving right now. Um, so anyway, uh, Cleveland hangs on behind DTR, thirteen to ten. Detroit scores seventeen points in the last three minutes and six seconds against the Bears. 
um, against the Bears to beat to beat their division rival 31-26. Now, Justin Fields, after the Bears scored their touchdown and went up 29-26, Justin Fields got fumbled the ball and then there was a safety with 30 seconds to go. But the Bears still covered no matter what. They were getting seven and a half. They ended up losing by five. They were covering anyway. So, um, so yeah, that's what happened. Know, now, the, the Lions have, have now, taken hey, on the, the personality of their coach. When he says, I'm willing to do anything, you know, he said, I'm going to bite a few kneecaps. That's exactly what they're doing. There you go. And they are fighting tooth and nail. There you go. And, and coming out. And they're coming Absolutely out. They you know, Absolutely they are. Absolutely. Um, now, uh, Green Bay and Jordan Love. Jordan Love yesterday for Green, the quarterback for Green Bay, who obviously took over Aaron Rodgers' old position there on the frozen tundra. Uh, went 27 for 40, 322 yards and two touchdowns. That's quite a day for a quarterback, 322 yards. And they were, of course, at home against uh, the Chargers, Justin Herbert and the Chargers. And they held on 23-20 as uh, Jordan Love threw a 24-yard touchdown with about two and a half minutes to go to Romeo Dobbs late in that game. Um, Miami. Uh, held on to beat the Las Vegas Raiders in Miami, 20-13. to And the Raiders played a res- pretty respectable game. Miami came into that game about a 13-point favorite. Raiders played it pretty close all the way all the way to the end. Uh, the Raiders have got to r- have a really good defense and a good uh, pressuring defense on the quarterback with Max Crosby, Crosby there on the defensive line. Uh, New York Giants beat went to D.C. and beat the Washington Commanders. 31 to 19 behind Danny DeVito. I mean, not Danny DeVito, Tommy DeVito <laughs> quarterback. He wears two boogie chains. Uh, he went, you eight, have a lot of those Freudian slips. He went this? 18 for 26 <laughs> for three touchdowns and no interceptions for the giants. As like I said, they won by 12 in DC. And uh, of course, last night uh, was a terrific ball game last night. And that was Minnesota at Denver and it, it's a pretty good game. And Minnesota's kind of in the lead and command that whole game until the very last drive of the game. And with 109 to go, Russell Wilson hits Cortland Sutton uh, for a 15-yard touchdown, and Denver wins 21-20. I mean, who would th- who would have who would have yeah. thought that? But then again, of course, Denver. I um, mean, excuse me, Minnesota has lost Kirk Cousins. This is what the third start for Josh Dobbs or. And still did a pretty good job. Do- uh, I thought he played well. Uh, he threw for 221 yards with a TD and one interception with a 62% completion rate. Now, he fumbled the ball once. He threw an interception. The, and the there interception was some, wasn't his fault. But he there were some he other ones. Hit, he got hit as he was letting go of the ball. And there right were some there. other interceptions. that were There's yeah. some other throws that were dropped yeah. that could have yeah. been easily. Right. Uh, maybe even pick sixes. So Yes, you're um, right. He, he, but, you know, to, to, Dobbs, to Dobbs' defense, guys, he didn't have the greatest receiver in the NFL, Justin Jefferson, out there running routes for him. Yeah. And when you take away a weapon like that from your quarterback, you know, you are going to struggle. You know, especially away from home. Yeah, he doesn't especially even have, in the rarefied air. He not one receiver yet right yeah. now. He's still having to make And especially in the rarefied air of uh, Mile High Stadium. Okay, we're going to talk Tennessee-Georgia football on the backside of this, so just get ready, is all I can tell you. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. We'll be right back. 
This is Coach Trader's Golf from Columbia Central High School Football. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. Hi, I'm Robert Rogers at Parks Motor Sales Buick GMC. Parks Motor Sales was founded by my granddad, Bobby Parks, and my great-granddad, Julian Mays, in 1958. We've been family-owned the whole time, and being family-owned, locally-owned, means you get to get your next vehicle or your existing vehicle serviced by the same people who stand in the grocery line with you, drop their kids off at the same school you do, and smile and are happy to see you when they do. So come see us at Parks Motor Sales in Columbia, Tennessee, on 919 Nashville Highway or ParksMotorSales.com. Are you thinking about a new fence? Maybe you need a pole bar. Then you should give Sands Fence Company a call. That's 931-309-1644. Will Sands has built his business based on the principles of honesty, quality, and integrity. Sands Fence Company has been in business for over 20 years, providing the community with farm, residential, and commercial fencing, as well as pole barns and buildings. Call today for a free estimate. Sands Fence Company, 931-309-1644. 931-309-1644. Hi, I'm Steve, the Garbage Man. Are you new to Murray County? We want to welcome you and your family. We are a local residential garbage service, and we want to be your garbage man. We've been around for over 30 years, so we have a reputation. Check us out at garbagemaninc.com or call Mike at 931-540-0919. You could also ask your neighbor. 931-540-0919. Hi, Terry Tillis from Tillis Jewelry. When you think of diamonds, what do you think of? Rare, precious, timeless, sparkles like the sun. They are timeless and nothing like them on earth. Then do you think, where do I buy local to buy the perfect ring? Maybe a diamond pendant or earrings or maybe a new diamond band. Look no further. Tillis Jewelry carries all your diamond and jewelry needs. Stop by and see our wonderful collection. And remember, if you don't know your diamonds, know your jeweler. Tillis Jewelry, downtown Columbia. Hi, Jimmy here for Columbia Ace Hardware. Columbia Ace Hardware now carries Magnolia Home by Joanna Gaines Paint. Now their premium quality and huge selection of colors will be right in your neighborhood. Along with the award-winning service and advice, Columbia Ace has always provided for your paint projects. Around the block, what you need in stock, with people who know their paint. Columbia Ace, the helpful place. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. Do you have trees that need trimming or removed? Do you have stumps that you want ground? A1 Tree Removal is a family-owned and operated business local to Columbia and Lewisburg and servicing surrounding Middle Tennessee. They are licensed and insured and provide free estimates. No job is too big. No tree is too small. Give old Luke a call or text Luke at 931-359-3113. Or you can check them out on Facebook and tell A1 Tree Removal that you heard this ad on the radio. If you love America, you will love A1 Tree Removal. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning is built to a higher standard so you can focus on the problems in your life that actually matter, like the stair that only creaks when everyone else in the house is asleep. American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning, built to a higher standard. Call Davis Heating and Cooling at 931-388-2090 for all your home comfort needs. Davis Heating and Cooling is your local American Standard dealer and proudly serves the Murray County area. Find Davis Heating and Cooling online and on Facebook or call today, 388-2090. This is Elk Kennedy. 
The old saying is, happy wife, happy life couldn't be more true. Many years ago, my wife, Mary Susan, had major surgery on her back but continued with chronic pain. Doctors were saying invalid, disabled, but then she found the Dr. Gill Center for Back, Neck, and Chronic Pain in Franklin, Tennessee. It has changed our lives. We visited there recently with Dr. Wendy Tui, saw the -the state-of-the-art facilities. Folks, don't take a pill. Call Dr. Gill. Go to callmepainfree.com. Hey, this is Seth Moss at Tennessee Valley Equipment, a premier FAE Prime Tech, Bandit, and Shurex dealer. We are your dealer for all of your land clearing and forestry mulching needs. We sell equipment, provide repair service, and parts along with a rental fleet of mulching equipment. We also offer mulching teeth, blades, and sharpening. Our number one priority is getting you up and running as quickly and affordable as possible. Tennessee Valley is located at 300 Santa Fe Pike in wonderful Columbia, Tennessee. Stop by or give us a call today at 931-981-9812. This is Trip Stoltz with Columbia Ace Hardware. I love listening to 101.7 WKOM-FM, Columbia, Tennessee. Yes, welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I am Drake, joined in the studio by Coach Mike. And uh, it is kind of a manic Monday. And um, like Susan uh, of the Bengals just said, Sunday is my fun day. But one very fun uh, yesterday. It wasn't much fun yesterday. This was, a, this was a tough, tough weekend for Tennessee football Tennessee fans in general. In general, yeah. Um, and so, you know, it, it was it now, Coach, you watched the Georgia-Tennessee game, right? You, Most I, I was, of it, yeah. I was kind of switching back and forth. I had a game that I had a little small wager on that, I, that was going off at 2.30 that I just couldn't watch all of the Tennessee game at the same time. But um, now I did see some highlights of Dolly Parton singing Rocky Top. Did you see that part of the program? You did not notice if she sang uh, the National, National Anthem. Anthem. I, they did not highlight it if, they, if she did. So Rocky Top came before It the was kickoff. during one of the timeouts. Early on in the, in the it ball was game. early in the first half. It was in the first half. Was, I think it was either quarter change or a timeout. Because Tennessee scored on their on their first play, play from scrimmage, yeah. right? Oh, Jalen Wright just and right I was up. All excited. I'm sitting here thinking, hey, you know, we might we might just have something here. We jumped out ahead. We we so you know, got our running game going, and then all of a sudden, the vault. All they did was piss them off. There you go. <laughs> Kick the hornets right. And poke the bear. Don't poke the bear. Yeah, don't wake so, up that dog. <laughs> so Dolly, Dolly was there at the game. I saw her in person. She's an iconic figure. She, I mean, when people see Dolly Parton, they think of Tennessee. They think of the Grand Ole Opry. They think of country music. They think of the Smoky Mountains. They think of Dollywood. Um, and she, at the break, sang a, a rend- her rendition of Rocky Top, which I'm sure all the Tennessee fans just loved. Now, one song of hers they probably didn't hear that maybe should have been played at the end of the ball game. I think we've got it right here. Go on and play it for, for our listeners. Me, I'll be just
Okay. All right. They, I think they get the picture. Uh, Georgia, number one, Georgia went to Knoxville on Saturday for a 2.30 kickoff, and they came out victorious 38-10 to 10 over the number 18 Vols in Knoxville, like I said. Georgia quarterback Carson Beck uh, was 24 for 30 for almost 300, 298 yards and three touchdowns. That's that's pretty much just doing what you I, want to I'm, I'm as a quarterback. I'm begrudgingly come around to the idea that maybe Georgia is what Georgia has been touted to be. Um, I, I'm still not quite – I'm still not ready to jump on that bandwagon because right now they, they, uh, they haven't – they haven't run into well, they haven't run into the team from Tuscaloosa yet. Yeah. So um, they, we, and, we, and that's that's going to be that's a that's a battle that's on the horizon. There you go. And it'll be interesting. It, it, it will be very interesting to see that because I see Georgia is is riding high. They're they're playing well. I mean they are playing well. The quarterback's probably doing better than anybody ever dreamed he would do. Um, their yeah. defense is is tough. I mean it's just a tough hard nosed defense. Um, so we'll see. And they've got they've got their big superstar tight end back, and uh, but at the same time Alabama's playing probably better than they played in in the year and a half. Oh yeah, probably. Yeah. And uh, I would say that Alabama's Alabama's performance curve as a is, football team is is still is, is on the way up. It's and, still you know, climbing. And, and, and who knows if it's peaked yet? Well, I think it. Hopefully, it will take care of business at Auburn this coming weekend, as they're a fourteen-point favorite at Auburn. Uh, in the Iron Bowl, which you never know what's going to happen in that game. And then uh, the SEC championship game. So, um, okay. So, uh, let's let's look at some numbers from from the Georgia-Tennessee game. Like I said, Carson Beck, 24 24 of 30. Uh, I don't know. That's what, 75% completion rate for 298, three touchdowns. Um, And Milton, the toaster, the third. Went 17 for 30 for 170, 147 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Now, uh, first downs, Georgia had 27. Tennessee had 13. Okay? Usually um, that's not a big stat because Tennessee doesn't need a lot of first downs, usually. Uh, <laughs> okay, well, I'll tell you what. That, it's, how about yeah. this one? Third down conversions. Again. Jo- Georgia had – had had eleven of them, Coach. How many do you think they? How they many didn't need th- many? How many do you think <laughs> they were successful out of eleven? Uh, probably nine. That's exactly right. They were nine out of eleven on third down conversions. Tennessee was two of eleven. Okay, so uh, total yards, Georgia had four seventy two, Tennessee two seventy seven. Uh, turnovers, Georgia. We got had- more yards than I thought we got. Tell you the truth. Turnover, Georgia had one. Tennessee had none. Penalties, Georgia had two for 15 yards. Tennessee, three for 20. Pretty much even. Uh, and, you know, the first play from scrimmage. I mean, you had to be hopping up and down. Oh, man, I, mean, I, was, I was excited. Here I we saw go. That play. Here we go. I that saw d- that play. You thought, and, dang, uh, if, we hadn't, if we hadn't blown it at Missouri, look at us now. We're about to kill Georgia <laughs> in Knoxville. Uh, I don't know about killing them, but I knew we got a, we got that leg up that I was, you know, we didn't need that slow start. We got the fast start that maybe I Maybe that woke Georgia and, up or I something. Thought, I don't well, uh, they, they did the replays, and as a defensive coach, I saw what happened, and I realized at that point there weren't going to be that many mistakes again. Because <laughs> the, the two inside linebackers actually picked the wrong hole to fill. 
for Georgia. And Jalen Wright just and shot hit, right down the He hit the, field. the one that they were supposed to fill, and there wasn't a safety. The safety was already moving outside for something else. Well, the and next the next and only points that the, the Vols would score after that is a field goal at, at, the, the, at the last play of the, of the first half to make – to score 10 points, and I believe – what was it at that point, Coach? Was it 24 to 7, 24 to 10 at halftime? I think it's 24 to 10 at halftime. Yeah, that's okay. And I mean, do you agree with you? I mean, is a field goal going to? Wasn't going to win the game. I think it was more of we need to make sure we get something out of this drive. Okay. And okay. Granted, the touchdown. I agree. With, I agree with that type of thinking. Yeah, you had to get something out of here to, you know. I mean, it's to, it's to get it's first half. You it's still the you first can't half. You can't have any kind of a drive at the end. Going into halftime, you got to have some kind of momentum build, and I, you know, they got a little bit of movement. They got some got a little bit of momentum. Let's come away with some points and go back in and regroup. They didn't regroup very well. No. They and then they, and then the balls were held scoreless in the, in the second and half, just like the, just like the Alabama yeah. game. They were held scoreless. Yeah. Now there were a couple of there were a couple of fourth down conversions. I think Tennessee was two one of two, and Georgia. I, don't, I think they went for it once and did not make it. Um, and so you know, I mean. <sighs> I'm not, I, and here, here's, here's I'm, not, the, I'm not. Here, here, this is going to sound odd after a beatdown like they got. I don't think the defense played a horrible game. They the, just they just spent too well, much the, time out there. The total went under thirty-eight to ten. I, they, I said I thought it was going to be a low-scoring uh, game, but I didn't but realize just, that Tennessee would only you score can't ten give points. Give a team like Georgia that many opportunities, and. You know, too many. We had too many three and outs, five and outs, six and outs. Sure, you can't give them and, the ball that many yeah, times. Yeah, you can't give them the ball that many times and expect your defense to hold up. And and okay. and that's you know, that's exactly what happens. They finally just wore down after a while. Usually, what happens with Tennessee, or at least what has happened in the last couple of years, is by the time the defense is starting to wear down, Tennessee's up by two or three touchdowns, and it doesn't really matter that they're wearing down and giving up yardage here and there. Yeah. And uh, this year, it's it matters, and, well, and we've, got to, we've got to have some we got to have some sustainable drives. I, I'm afraid, um, you know, I, I think we're starting to again to see why Hooker took over the job last year from Milton. I just don't think Milton's I mean, you quite know, there do you, yet. As a Tennessee fan, and will be there quite there. As a Tennessee fan, do you ask yourself, dang, that Hendon Hooker, he was. He was it he was, because I mean we're I mean, starting to find out he was and Jalen Hyatt he was better for us than we even you know it, we knew he was great I, I mean uh, up until okay. he got hurt he I, I think he was a viable Heisman candidate okay up until he got hurt sure uh, I don't think we realized as a, as a Tennessee fan base just how good he was and how much he stabilized that offense. Un- until we don't have him right. and, and stuff. And I've heard a lot of people are asking, well, why not you put this Nico, you know, the, the freshman phenom in? It's why not. at this point? I mean, why and, you know, it's not time. Well, don't throw don't, him to, don't don't throw burn, him to the – don't throw your young quarterback don't burn to the his wolves. Eligibility. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, don't burn his eligibility in a mop-up role. Yeah. You know, let him have – you know, let him learn, set him learn. Again, a year under Hypel's system. Sure. And learning Hypel's system, a year learning the receivers – 
And look, and, and everybody knows a, a year removed from high school, a high school senior to a full year and then a full summer after that is, is a, a lot of difference in a young man's life. Yes. And is developing physically and mentally. Mental. I you, agree. You, yeah. you name it. I and, mean, that one so, year is so important. So don't burn him now. You know, I think he's got one more game he can play without <laughs> losing his um, without losing his red shirt status. Okay. So uh, I did not – I was not questioning the fact that he didn't come into the game with Milton okay. not being uh, – and, and the backups – the other backups just aren't – I mean, Milton's still better than they are. There you go. Well, um, you know, and, and, and we're, we're about to get off the Tennessee-George game, but the deal is – what kind of scout? I mean, zero points second half against Alabama. Zero points against Georgia's second half. And uh, you know, the Alabama game, you're at Alabama. The Georgia game, you're in Georgia. But zero points in those four quarters in the second half against Georgia and Alabama. You've got to ask, you know, who Josh Heupel was considered this offensive genius, this guru, head coach coming in. You've got to kind of say. Hey, coach. He's got to have. Up? He's got to have a delivery mechanism, and right now he doesn't have it. Okay. That's. I mean, I, okay. I, I really believe that he's 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 figuring out that again, uh, Milton. And I and I may be I may be wrong about this, but I don't. You got a whole stable. I don't think you got a whole stable. You got a whole stable of running backs. There's a good possibility that yeah. all three of those running backs in Tennessee's backfield can play on Sunday. There's a oh, good. Yeah. There's a good possibility. So if you've got three, NF almost NFL or quality NFL type running backs, and you're the head coach, you're Josh Heupel, but you don't you have figure, the passing threat but, that you had. But you figure before. a way to get some points on the board in the second half of the Georgia game and the second half of the Alabama game, or you're never going to be competitive. Yeah, but, in his, the SEC. but his game, his game, and his style depends on a quarterback that can deliver the ball down the field. And right now, Milton's not getting it done. No, obviously not. And, and therefore, it takes away from the running game because now teams can come up and sure. load the box. I got you. And, and keep those you – know, I don't care I don't care how great you are. I don't care, again, if you're Henry, because this is the same problem running in, the Titans running into. Without an offensive you, line. You, without an offensive line. And, and again, Tennessee's <laughs> – Tennessee is Tennessee, whether it's college or – you know. They're having problems on their line, keeping yeah. them healthy and keeping them productive. There you go. Alabama won 66-10 over UT Chattanooga. And uh, Jalen Milrow was 13 for 16, 81% for 200 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, and pulled at halftime. Um, and Alabama, 14-point favorite, goes to Auburn on Saturday at 2.30 as Auburn just took it on the chin from New Mexico State. 31 to 10 on the plains this past Saturday, and they looked terrible. And I hope they look that bad coming up this Saturday. Uh, this is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake in the studio with Coach Mike. We're going to come back with a Magic Eight Ball pick for tonight and uh, a little Preds talk. We got a bunch of stuff going on. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Jim Ross, and you are listening to Front Porch Radio, WKOM 101.7, located in Columbia, Tennessee. 
celebrate you with a new vehicle from Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. We have a huge selection of new vehicles waiting for you. We're talking cars, trucks, and SUVs. And if you're in the business of selling your vehicle, we've got you covered. We'll buy from you even if you don't buy from us. At Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia, we're locally owned and operated and proud to serve our community as the largest CDJR dealership in Tennessee. Find your new ride today when you visit Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram of Columbia. I'm Barbara Lincoln with Holland's Pharmacy. We have advertised with WKRM and WKOM for the past several years and found it to be very successful. I highly recommend advertising with them if you have a local business like ours. We're located at 1608 Hatcher Lane here in Columbia. We're open Monday through Friday from 8 to 6 and Saturdays from 8 to 2. Stop by Holland's for all your prescription needs where we have fast, friendly, courteous service. We custom fit support hoods for you also. Thanks for supporting Holland's and WKRM and WKOM. For 40 years, the Jewelers Bench has worked hard for their customers and provided the highest quality jewelry at the best price. They keep going back. Recent renovations have allowed them to expand their inventory. More high quality jewelry, custom vintage and estate pieces, and professional jewelry and watch repairs. They also buy gold. The Jewelers Bench, still here, still great service. 808 Trotwood Avenue, Columbia. Hey, this is Derek Ransom with Ten Pin Alley, voted number one family entertainment center in Murray County. We offer 32 bowling lanes, giant arcade, laser tag, bumper cars, and a full cafe and bar menu. We also specialize in group events, kids and adult birthday parties, company parties, sports team parties, and holiday parties. We're located at 322 East James Campbell Boulevard in Columbia. Call us today at 931-381-BOWL or visit us at 10pin.com. Ten Pin Alley, it's where the good times roll. In today's uncertain world, you can never be too careful about your family's financial future. That's why the Parker Group, a part of Baird's Private Wealth Management, is offering a free second opinion on your financial plans. Let us review your current plan, and we will identify any gaps and offer suggestions to improve it. Please call the Parker Group at 931-548-3737. That's 931-548-3737. Robert W. Baird and Company Incorporated does not offer tax or legal advice. This is Mark Curry at the Trailer Store. We are a local, family-owned business. Every day, I work with my wife, Susie, my mother, Becky, and my son, Justin. We offer a full line of lawnmower trailers, utility trailers, stock trailers, and a full line of trailer parts. We also offer service. Come see us at 1021 New Lewisburg Highway. Call us at 931-381-2795. That's 931-381-2795. Farmer Johnny here, Taylor Family Farm. I want to give you all a little look-see. We raise 100% non-GMO, grass-fed beef, pasture chicken, and pork on our family farm. Everything that we grow is raised with love and care to ensure the highest quality and nutrition for our family and customers. You can shop online at taylorfamilyfarmtn.com or visit our farm store in person at Etheridge, Tennessee at 301 Dave Reisner Road. That's taylorfamilyfarmtn.com for more information. This is Delk Kennedy, owner of Kennedy Broadcasting Company, operator of WKRM, historically 1340 AM, now 103.7 FM, and WKOM, 101.7 FM. We call ourselves Front Porch Radio, and I've said many times what that means. It means that we are working to connect this southern Middle Tennessee community, one listener, one relationship at a time. And let me elaborate on what that means. 
In this community, we will relentlessly promote jobs, commerce, business, industry, education, arts, green space, music, rivers, the great outdoors, healthcare, churches, charity, sports, and all the great people of Southern Middle Tennessee. Join us, help us, call us. Front Porch Radio, Delk Kennedy, thank you for listening. This is Coach Devin Simler from Columbia Central Baseball. You are listening to 101.7 WKOM in Columbia, Tennessee. And welcome back into the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. In the studio with Coach Mike and uh, R.I.P. Mr. Vaughn, R.I.P. So, uh, one other note on college football before we move ahead: Michigan, the number three team in the country, who used to be number one, now they're number three, uh, held on at Maryland, almost pretty much a twenty-point favorite, thirty-one twenty-four. Isn't it strange how difficult football games can be if you don't know well, what's coming? <laughs> don't know what's coming and the signals and the plays of, of your opponent. I mean, uh, do you think? Do you think it probably has come to roost there at Michigan that they're? Uh, I mean, really. And if you think about it as a football Actually, fan, it should make you. It makes me madder than a hornet to think about. Think about Jim Harbaugh and his minions at the University of Michigan running this sign-stealing scheme, this elaborate technology-fueled scheme to cheat and and get an advantage over over other teams and teams that they're not playing, but they – potentially yeah. need to lose, well, such as Tennessee part, at the, South Carolina last year. The part that bothers me the most is that this is done by a team who really doesn't need to do that. Okay. I mean, they're in the they, Big you know, Ten. Yeah, they're, they're in the Big Ten. They're, they're, they're one only of the a top teams there's in a, the nation. There's they only don't three or four teams in the Big Ten that have you know, a winning record. If, if, if it was a West Virginia or if it was a, a Maryland or something that was pulling a scheme off, trying to upset people and, and stuff like that, that would, you know, wouldn't be excusable, but it would be more understandable here. You've got one of the, you've, you've got a juggernaut of a program. Why are you lowering yourself to do this kind of crap? And this moron, this uncle T booster they've caught and put in the you middle know. of this thing. He's acting like he doesn't know what's going on. Of course, he's been, he's been financing the whole scheme since day one Why, and we're not you know, just talking about you folks, don't need to do this why are you risking the integrity of your program the the future of your program on sport. some kind yeah i mean you don't need to do this to win because you're michigan well, you don't need to do that but if you're jim harbaugh and you think you're all that and you want to show the you must work, not think you're all that if you got to do that well and you want to show the world you want to show the world you'll go to any extent okay ex- to me, that's any length possible. To that's an act of a desperate man well, who doesn't. Think, I don't know what you, know, you call it, uh, or, you a du- or a dumbass. Uh, yeah, but uh, anyway, okay. <laughs> it, and I just want you folks. It, it, isn't it amazing how, how how closer, how much, how tough football games are to win in other people's stadiums 
if you don't know what plays being called, you don't know what, what your opponent is about to run defensively or offensively, and you have to play it straight up. There you go, Jim Harbaugh. Anyway, uh, this weekend, gosh, man, did you see the did you see the leg break on uh, Jordan Travis, the quarterback for Florida State? I mean, they were playing University of North Alabama, which is seventy miles from here, um, seventy eighty miles, right, just just south of us right now, and uh, they were behind at the time that this uh, play happened where Travis just got pinned up underneath kind of a, a big de- – hung his toe. I saw the play. Okay. I, I, I saw the replay on the Tell play. Tell listeners and what happened. He was, he was scrambling and was taking up – going up the field, saw the pursuit and tried to cut back up under pursuit. We planted his – he planted his right foot, come up under it, and someone from trailing the play – Caught him around yeah, his I shoulder it, pads. I think it was a UNA player. Yeah, yeah, they caught him around his shoulder pads and just took him over and bent him over sideways, and he hung his cleat in the ground. Oh, my God. And, and snapped that leg. You know, and that leg, it was a Joe Theismann-level oh, break. Uh, when they showed the replay, just as he was getting pulled over the top and rolling over, you could see his leg already flopping in oh, ways it's not supposed to flop. That's just horrible. It was just – it was a, a – Disheartening, almost sickening play, um, and you know, I, I, and, and to the TV people's credit, they played it that one time, and all you saw was the the little snippet where that leg goes flopping a little bit, and then they cut away, and then they, they really never played it again after that. Well, Florida uh, State's Florida State's backup Tate. Rodemaker, I believe that's the way you play, came in. And Florida State ended up winning the game 58-13. to 13. But as we were talking before we came back from break, this is, is Florida State going to be worthy of the final four in the college football playoffs without their Heisman candidate, Jordan Travis? I, I don't think so. Okay. And, and, and I'm afraid – I hate to say that for the whole team there because they have – they have made an incredible run, actually. Yeah. And uh, I, I hate to see it, but I don't see them. Uh, okay. You don't, you don't see them. I, I, I mean, I just with, don't without, see them being without a Without Jordan Travis, without you don't him, think they're, they're one of the best four teams no, in the country. I'm afraid which, not. Which, I'm look, afraid folks, not. And, I mean, and, you, know, you, don't get to the, you don't get the CFP on, on what you did. I mean, you get, you get there on what you did throughout the season. But you still pretty much need to have all the pieces intact in, 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 in order to get into the college football well, playoff. Because the college football playoff is about putting the best four teams in that playoff. And, and without, without Jordan him, Travis, he's not, he, yeah, without he's not him, a, they're not one of the best four. He and, might not be one of the top ten. I don't know about well, – I don't know I mean, dropping that far, but it's – it's he's def, they're definitely not one of the top four without him, and, and I hate to put all that kind of weight on one player's back, but but the reality of it is he's he's the glue, he, he's, they, he's 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 the the, the the engine that keeps that you know, offense, it's kind of like, like Jordan was for the Bulls. You know, he didn't do everything by himself, but because of what he could do, sure, he made everybody else around him better. There you go, and you know that was. Well, you know, I, I just I feel bad for him because this could possibly be a career ender, well, depending we'll on how out. things go. You know, yeah. you know, look what happened to was it the the Washington Commanders quarterback uh, Smith? 
Alex Smith. Alex Smith. Uh, it, it's. Uh, they told him it was going to his career, but he yeah. wouldn't allow it. He came back yeah. and well, you know, and then it broke again. Right. And remember, he was with the 49ers yeah. and yeah. all that. So, um, well, it looks like. Um, so, mm. I mean, Florida State, they're a great team, but like I said, without Jordan Travis, I don't know. They're I don't, not one I, of the top four. I don't, I, 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 the ACC, the, the ACC could, it, it could, it could, it could shake out to where the ACC doesn't have a representative in the Final Four. Uh, Pray that's what's going to happen in the college football playoff, just because of that injury, and uh, and that's a shame. Okay. Um, the Predators over the weekend, folks, uh, they beat, which I think it was Friday, they were playing the Chicago Blackhawks in Bridgestone Arena, and they were playing their 18-year-old phenom, Connor Bedard. Chicago Connor, was. Chicago, yeah. but, but the the Predators were playing him. Against him, And yeah. they won, and the Predators won 4-2. to two. Um, They held Bedard with no goals. He had one assist. But he had no goals. But uh, for the Predators, Trennan, Nyquist, and uh, Cole Smith had two goals for the Preds. And they are back on the ice tonight in Bridgestone Arena, downtown Nashville, against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, the puck dropped at 7 o'clock at Bridgestone Arena. And the Avalanche and the Predators are kind of on opposite ends. The Predators are 6-10. and 10. And the Avalanche are eleven and five, so you got two teams uh, going kind of opposite directions right here. Maybe the maybe the Preds can plan a state a, a, a skate in the ice. Still a long still season. got a long way to go. So we'll see what happens. Hey, college basketball, folks. I don't know. I don't know if you all know this, but college basketball, the Volunteers are ranked number seven in the country, and they are in Honolulu, Hawaii. What a great sport, great place to spend Thanksgiving. Man, those poor guys. They are playing. <laughs> they play Syracuse today, and in this Maui Classic that happens every year. Um, five top 11 teams in the latest AP poll are set to appear in this Maui Classic. It has become the go-to place for early season Number one, Kansas. Number two, Purdue. Number four, Marquette. Number seven, Tennessee. Number 11, Gonzaga. And unranked Syracuse and UCLA uh, join the field. So pay attention to what's going on in Maui. It's going to be a great early tournament to see uh, how the balls pan out. Um, and tonight, we've got Monday Night Football. The Eagles at Kansas City. Magic 8-Ball says take over the 45-and-a-half total on Monday Night Football. Take the over, according to Magic 8-Ball. TD scores to be Rashi Rice, Jalen Hurts, and A.J. Brown. This is the Front Porch Sports Radio Hour. I'm Drake. Coach Mike, we're out. <laughs>